pues, ¿qué les puedo contar sobre Ciudad Juárez? La ciudad de las maquiladoras. El lugar donde el capitalismo global se enriquece en el desierto mexicano. Pues en Juárez hay muchas historias. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Basic Latina podcast, a podcast about living between completely different worlds and enjoying every minute of it. I identify as a Latina, but I am so much more than that. On this podcast, I hope to bring you more about Latinx, women, and people of color doing all the things from tech to music to film to books to true crime and more. My name is Anali Martinez Gonzalez, aka the Nueva Latina, and I am your host for this podcast. Today's episode, Luchadoras, the female superheroes living in Ciudad Juarez. I don't clearly remember everything about my abuelita Garza but I can vividly remember specific moments we shared. My grandma, Leandra Garza, was obsessed with Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre is a type of professional wrestling originating in Mexico in which the contestants wear masks and use rapid aerobatic techniques. When I saw the trailer for the documentary Luchadoras premiering at South by Southwest 2021, I knew it was a doc I needed to see. Ten minutes in and I was hooked. I was already tearing up because I know the plight a lot of women in Latin American countries are facing solely because they are women. Luchadoras is an intimate portrayal of three courageous female wrestlers or luchadoras from Ciudad Juarez. Despite being surrounded by machismo, they redefine the image of women in Mexico. Mini Serenita's dream is to become a full-time luchadora and leave the factory work that disenfranchises so many women for good. Lady Candy can see the U.S. border from her house. Her daughters were taken to the U.S., but due to visa regulations, she cannot cross the border to see them. Baby Star is a young single mother with a lucha libre childhood past. She is looking to make a comeback. With Mexican passion, they present a new image of what it means to be a woman in Mexico. Today, we have director Paola Calvo with us on the Not Your Basic Latina podcast to talk about the inspiration behind the documentary and what their team learned during the filming of this amazing documentary. And welcome, Paola Calvo, to the Not Your Basic Latina podcast. (laughs) Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm so happy to have you. Paola is a Venezuelan-born director and DOP. Her feature-length documentary, Violently Happy, was her graduation film at DFFB. She received the National Prize for Cinematography at IFFF 2017 for it and was nominated to the Michael Ballhaus Camera Prize at the prestigious First Steps Film Awards. Is there anything else we should know about you? Uh, no, I think, yeah, no, it was a very nice, uh, summary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're amazing. And from, from watching the film, I am so inspired by you, especially, um, from, for me being from Mexico or being of Mexican descent, both my parents are from Mexico. So, um, uh, the film really touched me and, um, 
I felt it. I grew up on the Texas-Mexico border and, um, you know, I lived on the USA side. So seeing some of the struggles that the women on the other side of the border mm-hmm. are facing um, really affected me mm-hmm. because we, you don't, you know, we don't think about them, um, you know, while we're living our, our everyday. Mm-hmm. So my first question is, what was the inspiration behind Luchadoras? Like, how did you decide that this is something that you wanted to highlight and bring to light in a documentary? Well, uh, I was very, we were, Patrick and me, we were both the directors of the, of the project. And it was actually Patrick's idea to do the project. So uh, we were both um, very surprised when we uh, discovered that uh, in Ciudad Juarez, there is a huge Lucha Libre community of a very strong, powerful woman um, which is totally the opposite of what you hear from Ciudad Juárez. When you hear from Juárez, you hear about women being the victims, women being suffer, suffering, being the sufferers of uh, violence. Uh, you hear really, really, really sad stories and horrible uh, horror horror stories. So we were so happy, so surprised, so uh, inspired by those women who are breaking let's say, are breaking the image of what it means to mean to be a woman in, in, in Mexico and in Ciudad Juarez. Uh, so we said, I mean, it was clear, of course, we wanted to make a film out of that. And of course, we wanted to be there. And of course, we wanted to make monuments for this woman. It was, uh, it was very clear from the, from the very first moment where we uh, get to know this, um, this, this, this scene and this woman, it was very clear we, we want to make a film here. Yay, that's awesome. I'm glad y'all made the film because I loved it. I enjoyed it. I watched it. I watched it twice so far, actually, because I really liked it. Um, And so did your your view of Mexico change at all? Like, did you think one thing of Mexico before filming the documentary? And then did anything change about how you see Mexico as a country at all? For sure. Like... um... When we were there, we realized the feminist movement in Mexico is super big, super strong, super powerful. The women in Mexico are saying it's enough. We need a change, and they are they are really they are really managing. Like a change is happening. People are beginning to realize what are the structures where we live in, uh, or where Mexico lives in. But actually, it happens it happens not only in Mexico. The the fight against machismo and sexism is actually everywhere. But Focus in Mexico, like this movement is so strong. It's so, and it's so powerful and so beautiful. And um, and I was not expecting that when we arrived to Juarez. We didn't know that this is so big. And 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 then we were there, and it was like, what the fuck? There's there's so much power here. So yeah, of course my image changed. Our image changed from this from from the country. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a there's actually a part that I think. Um, I hear your voice clearly. Um, and there's a line that happened in that scene that really stuck with me. So it's the scene um, where you all take the luchadoras out to the border wall for a photo shoot mm-hmm. and an unmarked car without plates follows you and parks close to you. And then they continue following you once you left the area. Mm-hmm. And one of the luchadoras says, estos tipos vienen y nos llevan y nadie se va a dar cuenta. Mm-hmm. Como denunciar Si la misma autoridad lo permite. ¿Quién nos protege? O quién o en quién podemos confiar? And like I had to pause it 
at that point because I, I it really got me and my heart sank because this is the reality for so many women living in Mexico right now. And so how did you feel during that scene? And um, what was it like experiencing it with them? I think this is something they probably go through a lot. So for you to be there, like, how was that um, experience to be there all together with the Luchadoras? Um, I mean, from one side, it was magical. It was amazing to be surrounded by this woman who really, their, their realities are so tough and living in the city is so hard. Uh, they stand every day, they stand up every day, they have a smile on their face and they go and they do their thing and they are, you know, they have this positive way of thinking and looking forward and always improving and always, you know, and that's actually a survival strategy. That's the only way you can survive in such a place. I mean, you could also, it's not the only way, you could also stay at home and be full of fear and not wanting to go to the streets. This happens also. Like, And, and it's also a big problem. Like psychologically, you know, there are a lot of people suffering from these kind of situations there a lot. Uh, but those women, they... You know, even though the city is dangerous, even though uh, they are afraid because the fear, that's thats one of the consequences of, of danger. You feel afraid and you don't want to go out and you don't know. Even though they're afraid, even though they live in one of the most most dangerous places in the world, they go out, they do their stuff, they, they don't stop. And this is, this is, this is for me to, to be courageous, you know. This is the... What what it means? How do you say in English? What is it? What is it to be courageous? To be courageous means, even though you're afraid, you're going to go out and you're going to do your thing, and you're going to be uh, temblar, temblando. How do you say that? Shaking. You're going to be like shaking. Yeah, you're going to be shaking out of fear, but you're going to be there, and and that's what they do, and that's yeah, that's super super powerful. So yeah, there was fear. There were dangers. There were fears while being there. Um, it was tough. It was really tough. And we learned a lot to deal with this fear, you know, like uh, fears are non-logical, totally individual. They don't, you cannot explain them. You feel afraid and you feel afraid. So whatever, it's your belly telling you you're afraid. So you feel it. And then is it a feeling you really should trust? You know, like, is it, or is it paranoia that you're just, you know, it's just dark and you hear something and you think somebody's there, but it's just a cat, you know, like, or is it really somebody hidden there who wants to, yeah. to do something with you? So this was the most difficult thing to deal with, to deal with while we were there. Um, and this is the reality. These are, this is their realities. You know, this woman live there. They, they deal with that every day and they, and they, and it's, even though they manage to have this healthy way of looking look into the life so i yeah it's a very it's super interesting quiet is a place with lots of contrast like and it's really from one side to the other happiness oh, and, yeah. and sadness uh, yes. uh i don't know yeah like contrast just contrast and contrast and contrast and contrast and and yeah the feelings there are also very radical from one side to the other you feel happy you feel sad you feel afraid you feel low, you <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um, for me, the the wearing of the mask was, was so magical because I feel like it's also it's a way of protection, right? Like so that they wouldn't be recognized, but it's also a way to to stay 
I'm a superhero in a way. Like I feel like anytime they interacted with their kids and they had their masks on, they changed and they became these superheroes. And I was I was very excited because I wanted I guess I wanted to talk to you about like, did you have conversations about what, what masks they wear? Like why do they wear certain masks? Is there certain colors? Like where do they get their masks? Where do, where does all of this come from? Okay. So um, I just, I'm going to, I'm going to grab what you were saying because I think it's super interesting yes. saying about the mask and the superheroes. This yes. was like, uh, I'm so happy that you're saying that because this was when we went there, when we get to know the people, we said, okay, we're going to make a superheroes film here. You are female superheroes and, and this is what we're going to do. So I'm, I'm super happy that you are, that you see that in the pictures, uh, in the movie. Um, it makes me super happy about the mask. Well, um, when we decided to make the film, it was clear that we make a film about luchadoras, about wrestlers. So this is like the first line. And then after we are in the, in the ring fighting, we go to their daily lives. But because the beginning of the narration is not now in the film, but when we were shooting, we were saying we make a film about uh, wrestlers or luchadoras. Then it was clear, okay, baby is wearing a mask. How do we deal with that? And she's wearing a mask not to protect herself or because it's dangerous. She's wearing a mask just because she wants to wear a mask. She talks about that in the film also. And um, um, so it was clear if she, if her fans don't know her without the mask, the, the, the audience in the film cannot know her without the mask. This was like very simple. But it generated a lot of questions for us. Like, can we make a film with somebody? Are you going to, are you going to identify with, uh, with somebody who's not showing her face? And um because, you know, normally in superhero films, at some point, they take out the mask and you can see them and you see them in your daily life without the mask and then they put on the mask and then they're superheroes. And in this case, we had a superhero who was never, ever going to take off her mask. So we didn't know when we were shooting, like, it was like, fuck, we don't know. But hey, the magic yeah. of cinema, it's really amazing because there are so many people who come to us after the after the film saying, "Wow, baby star is so powerful! Like I could identify so much so with her." Powerful. So um, yeah, it was yeah, it was uh, it was tricky for us because we didn't know if this was going to work. But then she's so powerful that it's not important that you don't see her face at the end. So yeah, very interesting process. It's a filmmaker process. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then for me, I didn't grow up as um, a Catholic. Um, I grew up Presbyterian, even though my parents were Mexican. But um, the religion is really prominent in the film. Like they pray and they they you know stick to to the religion for the most part. So I guess like was that something you expected going in that there was going to be you know a religious aspect to their everyday lives, or did you not expect it? Well, you know, I was born in Venezuela, so I had, and I was living in Mexico, so when I was younger, I I do know how important religion is uh, for Mexicans. Uh, so it was not a surprise, not at all. Uh, it was very beautiful, actually, even though I'm I'm not a believer and I don't practice any religion, but uh, it was beautiful to see and to know and understand that they have something uh, where they believe and this gives them power also. So um, yes, for sure. Yeah. And so I guess what is it that you and um, 
the other director, want people at South by Southwest to know about your film, what is one thing that you want them to take, go away with? When they leave from watching the film, what do you want them to take away from it? Well, I think there are two things um, I would like them to, to take. One is the idea of, um, yeah, whatever problem is what you have, whatever fight is you have in your life, just fight and fight and fight because if you fight at the end, it's going to work out and be strong. And even though there are going to be days where you feel like the world is eating you, this is normal. The next day or two days after you will stand up and will find the energy to fight. I think we shouldn't stop the fight. Mainly if we have, if we're fighting for justice, the fight for justice can never stop. And there is another thought that for me is also very important. I would like also to open the dialogue about what it is feminism and what it means to be feminist. Because I think uh, these concepts are very, uh, are charged with a lot of uh, negative connotations. Not for everyone, for sure. We feminists, we know what it is. But there are a lot of people who are, um, are afraid or are full of prejudices and, and they just like, uh, you know, yeah, but feminists are women who don't like men and this is stupid thoughts. Because uh, feminism is not that. Feminism is the fight for equality. And I would really like exactly. people to, not to change their minds because this is too much, but just to open a dialogue and to begin to think about that. What does it mean? Where does it come from? Do I think that I am superior to a woman? All these questions that are, they are so deep rooted in our culture that it's very difficult to see them and it's very difficult to analyze and it's very difficult to, uh, for me, it was also very difficult. It's not something that just, you know, even though I, I, I would say I was always a feminist, I have a twin brother and um, we grew up together. So my man, my mom and my dad, for, for us in the family, there was no difference boy or girl, you have always the same. And then I studied the film school where they were also very, um, how do you say, uh, progressive. So everything was fine. But in the beginning where I go out in the industry and I begin to realize, mm -hmm, where are the women? Uh -huh. Why are, you, why are you asking me this question? Like The other day I was in the shooting of a commercial and somebody was like, are you strong? I was being the, the second uh, DP. And I looked at the man, I was like, what the fuck? If I will be a man, <laughs> never ask me yes, if I'm strong would, enough to carry a camera. Like, what the fuck? Of course I'm strong. <laughs> fuck you. Yes, exactly. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, um, I think one of the reasons I chose to watch Luchadoras was because there was a woman director in the, in, it also. And I think it's a story about women that that is for women, you know. And mm -hmm. so I don't know if I would have been as interested if there wasn't a female director as well, because I think that we understand some of the stuff better than men do. You know, it's just some of the things just don't happen to, to men. And it's just that's the way the world is. And yeah, I mean, I'm an, I'm an engineer um, like in the daytime. And I mean. Yeah, it's a it's a different world and people 
are always going to doubt us. But I really did get that out of the film. Like when I finished, I, fe- I felt stronger and I felt better about myself and I was ready to take on whoever. I was like, come at me. I'm a, lucha- I'm a luchadora. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. I mean, I, I, it was inspiring and I, I, I loved it. And I'm probably going to watch it a third time, um, to be honest. That's but, nice. um, but yeah, thank you so much, Paola. Um, is there anything else you want us to know yeah, there about is you, about the film? There's something I'd like to say because you were saying you, you watched it because it was a, a woman directing. I, I totally get and I totally understand what, why you say that. But I, for me, it's also very important to say um, the idea of the film, it was Patrick's idea. And yeah. I would say Patrick uh, will defend himself as a feminist way before I did say I'm a feminist. So I understand that we are in transition moments where um, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to support ourselves uh, between us, between women and sisters and, you know, sisterhood and womanhood are very, 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 very important concepts that we have to really go deep and, 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 and cultivate. Uh, But there are also men who are, uh, having the Alex. same ideas and the same feelings, yeah. and I, it's not a fight between men and men and woman. No. Um, even though, as I was saying, now it's the, the 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 transition times are always difficult, and I understand, and I understand how you meant it when you say that you wanted to watch the film because it was me. But uh, it's important not to make a war of woman against man because it's not about yes. that. It's about defending, for sure, redefining the cultural. Uh, roles that we have that we have to change because they are not they are not accurate anymore agreed <laughs> well, thank you so much Paola um, and and again Paola and Patrick are directors of the upcoming documentary feature Luchadoras premiering next week at South by Southwest 2021 <laughs> And thank you so much for being on the pod today. And I hope everyone out there gets a chance to check out the doc, whether it's at South by Southwest or other film festivals or when it comes out publicly. Thank Thank you you so much, Paola. Thank you for having us. I'm super happy. All the best for you also. That's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. You could have listened to any other podcast during this time, but you chose to listen to mine. And for that, I am extremely grateful. Be sure to subscribe to the Not Your Basic Latina podcast and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is fully listener supported and you can donate it at any time on Anchor to help me keep the show growing. Any amount really does help and goes a long way. This is Anali, aka The Nueva Latina, peacing out. Can't wait to be in your ears next time. Bye.